0: Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220
2: KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I don't get asked a lot of questions. People are afraid of me. I'm kind of a big deal. I know you're listening because the phone rings when I give away free tickets. I'm kind of a big it rings deal. A lot. I like scotchy, scotch, scotch in my belly, belly, belly. Um, what is better? What is better, Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, for the stock market? Not for social issues. Not for, you know, uh, the best of the country. What's best for the stock market? You don't love me for my social opinions, because I've already told you Hamilton the Music, musical sucks. I think all musical sucks. Um, the the Tramp Cat, the Whore Cat, is the one who gets the ninth life in Cats the Musical. Okay, I just spoiled it for you. You never have to see that piece of garbage, Okay. The one that goes, yeah, Dad, and the, kitty cats are all the tramp cat gets the ninth life. No, it's not the box cat. It's not the fat cat. It's not the magical cat. It's not the strong cat. It's not the tom cat. It's not the bobcat. It's tramp. Her fur's all matted and no one loves her. I know you're saying... Is there such thing as cats that are prostitutes? Yes, yes, and that's exactly what's wrong with Broadway. Okay, so who's gonna be the better president? Now that I've established credentials as having an opinion that means something to you. I think the question of who's gonna be the best president, I don't have an answer to. Am I proud that a woman's running the United States for president? I think that's actually a pretty cool thing. Kind of long overdue, right? Um, but does that mean I vote for her? Ooh, good question. Most Americans vote for what they think is their, their pocketbook. What's going to be best for them? What's going to be, make their lives better? What's going to give them more? What's going to allow them to keep more? According to experts, the winner should be for the stock market, President Clinton. The reason can be summed up in two words, trade war. A lot of expectations are the economy would do better under a Clinton presidency. So says Sam Stovall with the S&P Global Market Intelligence. He's one of those financial talking heads that writes. So he's quotable. He's a pretty smart guy. He says, since she would take a less hostile position towards our trading partners, particularly China... And Mexico, our administration, would focus more on growth than on protectionism. Now, I'm sure I just riled up somebody by having someone else's opinion stated on this show as what's best for the markets. Um, I don't care. That's not my job. My job at this juncture is to say, who do I believe or who does experts believe would fare better And for the market, a lot of people just don't know enough about a Trump administration, the potential adverse consequences of trade wars. Um, Another expert from Wall Street dislikes both candidates, but ultimately prefers Clinton. How's that for a um, piece of advice or I don't know what I'm trying to say here? Kind of like you're ugly and you're ugly, but I got to go out on Friday night, so I'm going to take the least ugly person. From the financial market standpoint, the choice between Clinton and Trump is really a choice between the lesser of two evils. Neither candidate is an attractive candidate from the perspective of Wall Street. So am I telling you to sell all your stocks and bonds and go to cash and get gold and get a shotgun? I'm not. So the only consolation here, in my opinion, is that Wall Street would have looked at Bernie Sanders as the even worse candidate than either of them. There's little doubt right now that the market and people who invest in the market would rather see a Clinton presidency than a Trump victory. A lot of market participants believe they know more about her positions, the demon known versus the demon unknown, Clinton presidency wouldn't represent a radical departure from the current regime. There's a time-worn adage on Wall Street that markets dislike uncertainty. So there's four things that move markets. There's the overall market. If the market's going up, your stock or your mutual fund can go higher. There's the sector. There's the individual company itself. And then there's visibility. So Wall Street likes that visibility. So with President Trump, he's advocated some outlandish positions, including suggesting the U.S. might be able to renegotiate terms of the debt, essentially paying creditors less than 100 cents on the dollar for U.S. debt. He said he would repeal trade deals, deport Mexicans, and punish corporations that move outside the United States. All these actions would destabilize financial markets. Um, What's more, you know, Trump has also stated that he would, you know, fire Federal Reserve Ch- Chairman Janet Yellen. And <laughs> you're fired, he would audit the Fed, which I don't even know what the scope of that would imply. Just to be clear, the Fed is audited in traditional accounting senses, so I'm not sure what he's implying. What Trump is, I guess, suggesting is, you know, more government oversight of the Fed, which that's a pretty bad idea. The Fed Reserve is supposed to be independent, although I think we've seen some uh, mistakes by the Federal Reserve, and I think they've created some asset bubbles in both real estate and stocks, creating incredibly cheap borrowing for stimulus in that area is what's happened. A Clinton presidency would likely be good for gun and ammo manufacturers, renewable energy companies and consumer staples. There's a lot of fear the gun control measures out there and the bottom line guns and ammo manufacturers benefit from a conversation about let's limit gun ownership. Uh, The second amendment is one of those amendments that for better or for worse, I think it's, it's, it's better. I think Americans should have the right to have guns and cannons, and nuclear bombs if we want. Um, I think that's a great idea. Uh, with the mental health issues in the United States, everyone should, um, have a nuclear bomb and then we'll never use them against each other. Cause, Oh yeah, that's a bad idea. Cause everyone's crazy. So I know, right. That's the issue that I keep coming back to. I was, uh, It's not guns that kill people. It's crazy people that kill people. And our system of identifying crazy isn't very good in the United States. Uh, Or what do we do with them? You know, I'll be quite honest. Like if you're homeless and crazy, I'll walk right by you. I don't want anything to do with you're crazy in my world. Um, And that's not very compassionate of me, is it? I think many Americans don't like crazy. We live our lives. It's tough. It's brutal to get by day by day. Uh, but in the end, we don't want more crazy in our lives. And yet, that's the big, one of the big problems. Income could rise for lower-middle-class Americans with the President Clinton, and that would be good for consumer staples. Wind power and solar companies would do well, as there would likely be even more tax incentives for renewable energy. I hate this song. I hate everything about this song. This song makes me want to die. This song makes me want to like have a rat come in my mouth and, and vomit and then die. And... It's awful. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to The Rob Black Show. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
0: Six twelve twenty. That's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 516 1220 Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Got an email yesterday from Southwest. Any business that I use regularly, I'll sign up for their email list for sure. I'll sign up for their Facebook like. To see when uh, fares go on sale and to see if I can somehow craft that into my life. Southwest has a broad 72-hour nationwide fare uh, sale that's back. It's pretty impressive. Southwest rolled it out yesterday, so you've got, you know, I guess, 48 plus hours left to figure it out. <clears throat> it's all about its shortest non-stop routes, uh, less than a hundred dollar round trip. Ooh, ooh. <clears throat> It's got so many stipulations to it. There's an aster- asterisk next to everything, um, just so you know. For domestic travel, Southwest lowest fares are valid only on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, which isn't bad if it's the summertime and you're not, you know, uh, you don't have to craft it around work. To Puerto Rico: the best prices are available Monday through Thursday. For international travel, the best prices are only on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So, you got to learn how to shop for your traveling, right? Um, but take a look. I mean, maybe it's something that's that's all about you. So, maybe you can craft it into you. Maybe you can't, I don't know. So, 800 516 1220 calls on the air. Mortgage applications jumped 9.3% as rates sank last week. Applicants to refinance a home loan increased 7%. Um, they're about 14% higher than they were a year ago. So if you're a mortgage lender, you probably got some action going. You probably got some business going. Interest rates were higher at this time last year. So that explains for the action, the pin action, so to speak. Um, right now, a 30 year fixed, it's about 3.83%. Um, not too shabby in any way, shape, or form. Let's bring in Tony Mendez with Bay Area Loan Source.com. Joining me now. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. A lot of people want to buy a house, and they start with, I want to buy a house. How do I calculate how much I could afford? What's the number? Um, okay, so the standard guidelines, and that's what you're
1: going to follow. These are the best rates out there from Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, and you have to follow those guidelines. They're going to say you can spend a certain percentage of your income if you're W-2, that's your gross income. If you're self-employed, that's going to be your net income that goes over on your 1040. So it's a basic uh, formula, and you have to factor in uh, the the actual debt on the house called PITI, Principal Interest Tax and Insurance. Slow it down. Slow it down. P-I-T-I. P-I-T-I. P-D. P-D. And What's any other expenses for? that go into the property plus your other debt. So. Uh, and, and if your credit score is high enough, and this is where credit score becomes a big factor in how much you can borrow, so if you have a 640 score, you're going to borrow less than somebody who has a 740 score based on your income. So your percentages are allowed to go higher. So let's say that that max is 45%. That's called your back-end ratio. That back-end ratio is 45% of your gross income if you're W-2.
2: That's a pretty high
1: number. Right. So if you make $10,000, you can spend $4,500 a month on all of your debt. So if you, if you have $500 in credit card and car payment debt, then that leaves you with $4,000 for P-I-T-I. Gotcha. So you work backwards, you subtract, let's say it's a $500,000 house, that's about 500 in taxes, about $100 a month in insurance, back that out, that
2: leaves you with $3,400. So it seems like if you're going to yeah. be buying a house in a year, you should start paying down your credit, in large part because it's going to be part of the factor. It,
1: it is going to be because that if you have a lower credit score, that ratio could go from 45% down to 35%. So you're losing the ability to buy, and, it, and it's retarding your ability to go at a higher price. And it might put you in a worse neighborhood, better you know, worse school districts. So credit score really translates big into the uh, real estate industry.
2: Gotcha. One of the things I try to tell people: there's no rule of thumbs. I mean, you could s- kind of start with a, an area. Like when I was growing up, it was no more than 28% of your income should go right. into servicing your mortgage. That's pretty nice. It's conservative.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's a good standard to follow. But ultimately, what a lot of people still don't understand how to calculate their income, especially if you're self-employed. Some people use their gross. Some people use their net, but they forget that there's things you could back into it. Ultimately, you do have to get pre-approved. That's really the first step. And let a professional do it. I think people try to do it too, too much on their own. They get a realtor, they start shopping, and then they find a, a loan agent, and they find out that they're not approved for a certain amount because it could have been their credit score. They're looking at a different program that has mortgage insurance that also gets factored in the P-I-T-I-M-I MI. So there's a lot of other factors that play into it, and, and it becomes more difficult nowadays. There's no stated income programs. There's no um, starter teaser rates that can help you qualify. It's all straight math now, and it's straightforward.
2: It's something people really need to get comfortable with is how much can you afford, because I can tell you, a lot of people don't think about property taxes. That comes in, bam. That's, that hurts. It hurts. Um, a roof goes bad. Yeah. Uh, people go into foreclosure. Again, I had a friend whose father took money out of his house, bought a house, took money out of that house, bought another house, took money out of that. And he'd never prepared for a worst-case scenario. And when a worst-case scenario hit where he lost a a renter, all four houses collapsed. All four houses went into foreclosure. Um, It became viral. And it doesn't have to be that way if you don't overbuy. Um, There's a rule of thumb, again, doesn't always work for people. It depends on how much money you put down and other factors. But... Two and a half times your annual salary. So if you mm-hmm. make $100,000, you could probably afford $250,000. Um, so a million-dollar house, which is norm on the peninsula, you need a lot of money to yep. afford that. A $400,000 income, probably, um, if you're going to be doing a you know, typical mortgage type. And, again, that's what's what's focused about this. And
1: but you did mention something that's uh, very important is people also underestimate their expenses on the property. Yep. Utilities, maintenance. It's estimated that you're spending two hundred dollars a month on average in maintenance. And what's which is what's which is also interesting is this isn't part of the that you're qualifying uh, debt, and it really does become a debt. It becomes a monthly debt that does not get included. So definitely uh, account for that and prepare for having higher expenses owning a property.
2: Good stuff. Good things to know. Good things to ponder. I like arguments. I like conversation. Um, too many people buy houses without thinking of what can they actually afford. And sometimes you just should go into that starter house, you know. Sometimes that should be your first house for your next five to ten years. Build a little bit of equity, and then you know, get the house that you really, really want. Um, I'm not in my dream house. I still underbuy. Um, one day I'll be in my dream house. Probably when it's probably called a coffin. <laughs> Dirt nap <laughs> time. That's Tony Mendez. You can find him at com. That's com. So Burger King's got a product out right now called the Whopperito. What do you think a Whopperito is? It's exactly what you think a Whopperito is. When is a burger not a burger? When it's a Whopperito. So it's swaddled in a soft flour tortilla. The new Burger King item has the internet sizzling, which is what this is all about: free marketing. I heard James Corden talking about he doesn't have to get viewers. He doesn't care how many people watch at night as long as he can see online that people are, you know, by the millions and billions watching his car karaoke. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me at Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. The
0: forest of talking to sing about the birds and the bees. The bees had declared a war. The sky wasn't big enough for them all. The birds, they got out from below. From dirty ponds and the creatures of snow. Oh, 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 oh. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. So I was having lunch yesterday, and I always eat lunch by myself, because I like to get things done during lunch that aren't necessarily pure business, but might be curiosities of mine, and I'm not the most social person in the world, to say the least. Um started listening to Hamilton because I think the Tonys are this weekend, or at least appear so, because there's a lot of talk about Broadway and stuff like that right now in the financial in the social media. And I listened to the whole album. I heard listened to the whole show. Pretty long lunch. Um, God, I hate Broadway musicals. I tried to give this one the benefit of the doubt because hey, rap music and you know studying presidents and. I am Alexander Hamilton, blah, 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 blah. But it it was just God-wrenching awful. Like, it was awful, awful, awful. Would I like to see this show? Sure. Uh, Do I think it's going to be up worth the hype? No. Just, you know, song after song about, like, uh, he didn't have a father, and yet he's a founding father. Blah! And then he had to meet a rich woman, and the rich woman had to meet him, and, you know, he didn't have money, and uh then there's the rules of the duel yeah i get it. it it it's it's creative there's no doubt about it but i hate musicals especially i, I can go with, with an italian opera i can go with it i cannot go with american musicals i just can't do it uh you know the whole midnight and the kitty cats are all sleeping it just drives me bonkers how bad the stuff is and americans look at it and like ooh i'm very refined Um, cat food on a cracker, still cat food people and Broadway musicals are, are awful. Even the best ones of the year. I know, I know, I know you're saying that's just your opinion. Shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad got an email. Says, listen to you on podcast every day. I've got a question about backdoor Roth IRAs. My wife and I are both 35 and want to contribute to Roth IRAs. Our AGI adjusted gross income is above 193,000. We are both public employees with pension CalPERS and we maximize our 457 contributions each year at $18,000 each. I have been told before that since we have public pensions, we are not allowed to open traditional IRA accounts that can then convert to a Roth. I know that I cannot have a pre-tax IRA because of the pension and the also, because we max out our 457s, but is it still possible as an employee with a pension to open an IRA with after-tax money and convert it that to a Roth? If so, are there any complications that I need to be aware of in light of my situation? Very complicated question. One um, of the reasons I'm glad you're in the business, because there's a lot of phrases in there like, backdoor Roth?
3: 457?
2: Yeah, I know the 457. It's kind of like a 401k, 403b kind of buddy, but... Um, pre-tax, post-tax, mm-hmm. conversion. Yep. There, there's a lot going on.
3: Yeah, and, and the, the rules are confusing enough where it sounds like either HR or a CPA or an old agent or something said, no, you, you, you make too much money, you can't do an IRA. Well, that's actually not correct. You can fund an IRA if you want to, but you absolutely make way too much money to deduct that from your income. So, I mean, the the limits are really, really low. It's um, under under 60000 married, filing jointly. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, in the 50s, really, that if you have a 401k available or 457 or other some other plan, and you make a contribution to an IRA, even if you have that plan and barely put any money into it, you can't take a deduction, you can still fund it. But it's called a non-deductible contribution. So you can still open a normal IRA and put money in it. And you... When you put the money in that, that year that you file your taxes, in order to never pay taxes again on that contribution because you put in after-tax money, you have to file a form 8606. So the idea here is that uh, you know the people that are lucky enough to be able to say, I'm maxing out my 401k, I make too much money to fund a Roth, which tells me that they're making over 180000 between the two of them. Right. Um, If I make too much money to fund a Roth, so in their case, they can't fund a Roth. They make too much money to fund a Roth. They make way too much money to deduct an IRA. So the strategy (laughs) strategy is, which is a little bit silly, instead of the government just saying, hey, let everybody do a Roth. Everybody is so underprepared for retirement. Just let everybody do a Roth. (laughs) So the strategy is you put money into a normal IRA account, any normal IRA account. Go to TD Ameritrade, open up an IRA, fund it. And then that year for your taxes, you file the form 8606, notifying the IRS that it's a non-deductible contribution. And you turn around and go to TD Ameritrade, open up a Roth account, and then you fill out a conversion form. And you convert the money that's in that IRA right into a Roth. If you own, if you do not have any other IRA funds, it's tax-free. So it's just a way to fund a Roth with extra paperwork. That's all it is. It's legal. It looks illegal, though, right? Um it looks it, it like it really doesn't your true intention is to fund a Roth
2: but you find an IRA and yeah. then you it it looks it looks funny.
3: Yeah, but let's let's face it though, Rob, is that most people that get to this level if they're able to save that much money and um you know they're they're looking for other options. They've probably had multiple jobs. Most people have multiple jobs, so they've had 401k's that they roll to an IRA. So most people in their position, they're government employees, so they've stuck around a long time because they got these pensions to look forward to. Most of America isn't like that. So they have multiple 401Ks that they've rolled into IRAs. If you have money in an IRA and you try to do this strategy, it's not tax-free. So the government likes you to do it. They're like, okay, yeah, you can have a Roth, but when you convert it, you're actually going to pay some taxes and the, complicate, the, the, the way that it's figured, we've written a blog on it in the past, so you can check the resource page at chadburton.com, but... It's still possible, and it still might be worth it for you. It's really worth it for people that make too much money to fund a Roth and don't have any other IRAs. It's just like the next best thing to your 401K.
2: So it's kind of good for someone like me.
3: Yes. So that's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal.
2: With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested in more. I've got a big event coming up in Burlingame. Um, these events are a good way to meet you, good way to get your answers questions answered or answers to your questions. You can sign up for the event. It's not this Thursday, but the following Thursday. Um, I'll talk about stocks that I hold and why. Um, I'll talk about income and retirement, which is really, I think, one of the cruxes of the show. Um, how do I get paid in retirement and what does retirement look like? And if you're 45 years old, divorced and have nothing saved, you know, I met a woman this week, last week on Friday that she's going through a very tough time in her life where basically as a couple, they, uh, they acquired way too much credit card debt. And they haven't saved enough. And it's always been like, oh, we'll get there, we'll get there. You know, the next big thing's coming in, next big thing's coming in, you gotta stay positive. And she's losing her ability to stay positive. And she's got great looks. Um and she's, you know, got a great personality and she comes from good genes and went to a great school and she's questioning her marriage. Like, maybe I gave this too long, maybe I gave this too much time to see to let it work now time's running out and i'll be honest at 45 with nothing saved you know her and her husband whether they stay together or not they're going to work till the day they die or she's going to move on and look for a wealthier husband uh, someone who has something something that has been able to save and she could still pull it off for sure like i said she's got quite the looks but he's going to work till the day dies um, 45 years old in the Bay Area and having nothing, no house, no investments. You're going to work till the day you die, and that's a lot of people. So just so you know, and the first thing you got to do is at this point in time is come up with a budget, and then you come up with you know some goals. Uh, then you got to fund your goals. Um, you're so far behind at 45 with nothing that you're going to work till the day you die. So sure you can hit the lottery, sure you can marry wealthy. There's a couple things out there, but the odds of those aren't good. So just throwing it out there for you. To get wealthy as a a young person, as a 20-something or a 30-something, max out the 401k. And when you have a kid, don't use that money for the kid. When you have a 401k, it's for your retirement. It's not for fun. It's not for going to Mexico. I love Mexico. Um, It's the closest real escape that you can have. In my opinion so um, there's parts of Mexico that I go to that they don't speak English no one there speaks English it's not tourist friendly Um, and that's a good way to unplug from the grid per se I know you're going all uh, you know sci-fi Keanu Reeves unplug from the grid No, I'm not really saying that, but it it is nice to get a good break, to say the least. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. My goal is to get you to retirement. Today we saw a jobs report. Um, It's the job openings. It's the jolts. It's the job openings and labor turnover summary. Uh, It's something that Janet Yellen pays very close attention to. It's a good barometer of economic activity. Came in um, at about 5.8 million. So there's jobs out there. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome
2: in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. There's not a lot of great business stories out there today. And that's okay. Sometimes I just think that's what happens. So sometimes you kind of like go, yeah, Yahoo's, Yahoo's prepping auction for 3,000 patents. And you're like, yeah, okay, that's... This will all be over by July. And, you know, Yahoo is basically unwinding. What I'm going to say sadly about Yahoo as a publicly traded company... As they unwind, they'll downsize and people will lose jobs. So areas that have a high penetration of Yahoo employees will see more homes go on the market. Some of these people will get jobs. Some of them will linger. Some will say, you know, I I need a year off. I've just had, I just want to sit at home and play video games. Some people, you know, have to de-stress. And that's bad because it eats into your savings. A lot of people don't take that into account. Um, You work from age 20 to 60. So I see some sadness with Yahoo, Uh, but it should all be done by July when the third round of bidding is expected to be wrapped up. And again, hopefully you see some sadness in that. Uh, They were once a giant in the Bay Area, and to say the least, not so much anymore. JOLTS report came in with 5.8 million job openings, better than expected. Uh, There's jobs out there, and jobs out there is a barometer of economic conditions and measure of job postings in different sectors, number of hires and layoffs. You look at it all. Mortgage applications increased last week as mortgage rates dropped. Mortgage rates are amazing. Um, If you're young, get into your first home. You're paying too much for it but the mortgage rate that you're getting now offsets how much you're paying for it. In sticker price, that low cost of money will pay off over 10, 20, 30 years. Don't get into real estate if you have less than a five-year time horizon. I'd say probably 10-year time horizon. Um, In the world of underwhelming deals, but it's out there if you want it. Southwest has announced its 72-hour nationwide fair sale. It came out yesterday. So you still have time to pull off a pretty cheap fare. There's a lot of conditions. It's three-day sales. You know they've they've done these before, and the conditions just kill you. Um, you know Southwest latest sale, the the fares are blockbuster, but there's the asterisks of you know day of travel limitations, and they're more restrictive than they have been in the past. Um, notably, you know most recent big sales. Uh, which were offered the cheapest fares on all but two days of the week, Fridays and Sundays. Um, now it's basically just offered for three days of the week, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Um, for flyers, you know, if you can jump through those hoops, you can get a fare for under $100 round trip, Boston to Baltimore, Chicago to St. Louis, Los Angeles to San Francisco, and to Raleigh-Durham. A lot of the carriers' shortest nonstop routes not included in the $49 category, such as like Atlanta to New Orleans. Their fares are $69 bucks versus $49. Bucks. So this is for a lot of short trip round trips. Um, so you got to read the fine print. It's for travel from August 23rd through December 14th. You're like, what? Oh, I can't do something this summer? <laughs> nope. So, and that's why there's, you know, bless their heart, bless their pee-picking little hearts, because, you know, I'm talking about it. And, yeah, you should save every dime you can in your life, and one way to do it is with cheap fares, but uh, damn them if that's not a bait-and-switch to me. And it gets them really good coverage uh, in the media, because it sounds too good to be true, likely because it is. So... Warrior tickets right now are being sold for 120% above face value. And just to show you how ridiculous our economy is, I bought some tickets for Game 5 of the Stanley Cups against uh, Pittsburgh. And Game 5 is in Pittsburgh. So I bought them right after Pittsburgh made the Stanley Cup. They didn't know. They knew when they were going to be playing, but no one knew if, you know. Uh, actually, at that point in time, they had already started selling. Season ticket holders have been selling their their they tickets. These aren't StubHub tickets, but you could buy season ticket holder tickets on StubHub. So I bought tickets for the game, and as soon as they won the first two games, I sold them on StubHub. So I bought them from a season ticket holder. He paid 125 I bought them for 400 Then I sold them for 850 each. So I made 120% of a markup because they won their two games. Um, and... People get drunk and they're you know at late late at night they're like oh penguins we gotta go see the Stanley Cup we gotta go see the Stanley Cup I hate how stupid sports fans are I probably sold them to a family family of four um, that needs that money and shouldn't be at a sports game um, you know I sold four tickets <laughs> that's that's an insane markup right and I see sports tickets as I think I could do that with numerous times with, like, NBA, NFL. If you can get those tickets from the season ticket holders before, you know, the the story is set, you could do pretty well. Um, I don't think I was going to take a beating anyway on that one. So, anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. uh, Burger King is serving up a -a whopperito which is a Whopper, which is beef, cheese, tomatoes, lettuce, mayo, ketchup, pickles, diced onions, and then it's put together with a tortilla. The reason I'm telling you this story is genius. Burger King, McDonald's, and other fast food companies really get the idea of social media. So is it the new King Whopper, the King Burger? Who the heck cares? It's a dumb idea, but they get people talking about how ridiculous it is, a Whopper-rito. Anyway, with that said, uh, social media kind of rocks. Find me at robblackshow.com, Twitter, robblackshow. views
0: and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision